Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. The Get Over Yourself podcast is brought to you by Almost Heaven, beautiful compact home use sauna kits, ancestral supplements, grass-fed organ meats in a capsule, DNA Fit, genetic testing for custom diet and exercise recommendations, Integro Health, high-potency liquid probiotic called Flourish, Organifi, organic powdered superfoods, delicious green, gold, and red powders, Wild Idea Buffalo, sustainable, grass-fed, beyond organic, and check out the bradkerns.com slash shop page. That's my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. So another takeaway from Carnivore is that I think this could be one of the most powerful ways to reduce excess body fat, of course due to the moderating of insulin production and the upregulating of fat metabolism, but also the narrowly focused choices so that you don't have that decision fatigue and that willpower. It's just going to be guaranteed success. Primal paleo keto people agree with the whole food plant-based crowd where we disagree on so many other things, but at least we have that healthy foundation where we can all agree. And then here comes the burgeoning carnivore scene, which has taken off only recently and come into prominence. It's nothing to ignore. So I have to report also that my digestive function was absolutely stellar to the extent that it was completely unnoticeable. There was just absolutely never any gas bloating, indigestion, and these occasional conditions that I will complain about when I'm eating in a normal primal paleo ketogenic pattern. This is Brad. I want to tell you about my life-changing acquisition of a personal home-use sauna. I have a 6x6 barrel sauna in my backyard, ready-made heat therapy, a fabulous unit from Almost Heaven. Check out their website. You can very affordably order your own sauna for installation in your backyard or garage and have a sauna experience, the fabulous health benefits accruing from exposure to hot temperatures. Get that sweat going. These are beautiful, traditional dry barrel saunas where you splash the water on the rocks, go in there and relax. It's become a social centerpiece at my home. People traveling from far and wide to come check out the barrel sauna, turn the dial or set the timer and walk in to 200 degrees in the Caribbean seas. For some reason, people like to come to the sauna more than my cold tub. Go figure. Check out almostheaven.com and their beautiful natural wood designs. And pretty soon, surprisingly affordable, you will be in the home sauna business. Greetings, listeners. Here are some insights from my carnivore experiment, my ongoing carnivore experiment, carnivore saga. You've heard me talk about it on other shows, my 
excellent interview with Dr. Paul Saladino, leading carnivore expert. Go back and listen to that. It's an extremely compelling premise that the human diet could be optimized by emphasizing nose-to-tail carnivore-style eating patterns. And with the strict carnivore approach, we'd be talking about not eating plant foods. The wonderful, colorful bounty of life, the high antioxidant powerhouse, broccoli, kale, blueberries, whoops. What an amazing initial statement to challenge your beliefs, uh, engage your critical thinking. And when I first heard about this, uh, let's see, it was over two years ago now from Danny Vega uh, over at the KetoCon show in Austin, Texas. He goes, yeah, I'm trying this carnivore thing. I'm only eating stuff that came from a cow. And I was like, that's crazy. And he's telling me how great he felt. His blood work all improved. He got leaner, stronger. And I just dismissed it because it didn't align with my fixed beliefs that I'd held on to for so long. I mean, everyone agrees that fruits and vegetables are the foundation of a healthy diet, right? Even the primal paleo keto people agree with the whole food plant-based crowd where we disagree on so many other things, but at least we have that healthy foundation where we can all agree. And then here comes the burgeoning carnivore scene, which has taken off only recently and come into prominence. It's nothing to ignore the... Success stories are absolutely phenomenal. You can go read about some at meatheals.com. And basically, in the cases of these health transformations, we're talking about people that for some reason had extreme uh, reactivity to the anti-nutrients or the antigens that are contained in all plant foods. And by completely eliminating them from diet, they experienced amazing health transformations, particularly from... Uh, conditions in the category of autoimmunity or inflammatory. And that's a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Anything that ends with itis, gastritis, colitis, arthritis, allergies, all manner of skin conditions, a good example of autoimmunity, the immune system responding in an undesirable way uh, due to complications with the body, a lot of them now being traced to leaky gut syndrome. So when you switch over to carnivore, You kind of give your system, your microbiome a break and you shift the composition of the bacteria in there due to the shift in the diet. So if you have some problems with intestinal permeability and you make a radical transformation in your diet, you can get sort of a a reset effect or a healing effect. And this is kind of cutting edge health, science, medicine. So maybe not highly substantiated any of this with mountains and mountains of studies. Uh, But when you see these people that are uh, near their wits end, having tried everything to heal these autoimmune conditions, uh, there's some healing seen in assorted cognitive and behavior conditions, uh, ADHD, uh, depression, anxiety, autism, even bipolar, Amber O'Hearn, prominent carnivore spokesperson claims that she healed her bipolar diagnosis, got off meds uh, merely by uh, switching her diet. Uh, Michaela Peterson, daughter of the uh, thought leader and author Jordan Peterson, uh, has been prominent in media, Joe Rogan podcast, among others, saying how she healed from this uh, lifelong uh, conditions of joint deterioration, causing her to have joint replacement 
and complete suffering uh, disaster for years and years. And uh, going carnivore uh, had her uh, transform her health in a very short time. So uh, if you're not in that category of extreme suffering and at your wit's end, uh, having tried medical intervention and it's not working, uh, maybe the uh, the carnivore premise is going to be less compelling. You're less desperate to make a dietary transformation. But what's interesting to me, uh, hearing Dr. Sean Baker, Dr. Paul Saladino, and others describe the the concept, is that these plant foods uh, do are known to contain a variety of anti-nutrients and antigens. We write about these in the Primal Blueprint. They're known as uh, gluten is a prominent uh, anti-nutrient that's contained, of course, in the wheat crop. That's a plant. <laughs> uh, lectins is the family. Gluten is actually a form of lectin. So these lectin proteins that uh, can irritate the gut lining and cause this intestinal permeability, which is a uh, upstream cause of many uh, disease conditions. Uh, of phytates, phytic acid, uh, which in in moderation can have a beneficial effect. But again, these things are uh, challenges to our system. They're toxins. And so when we ingest these mild plant toxins, what we get typically is an antioxidant response by the body. It's a hormetic stressor, uh, a brief uh, natural stressor that delivers a net positive benefit. But again, we're ingesting these uh, moderate plant poisons, just like the Dread Pirate Roberts on the movie Princess Bride. Remember when he uh, did the switching of the cups uh, with a poison challenge? And in fact, he had uh, habituated over many, many years to be able to tolerate the poison. So he had poison in both glasses and his foe uh, dropped to the ground. Oh, what a great scene, uh, but very relevant here. So we're ingesting these mild poisons. Of course, they don't knock you on the floor after having a bowl of broccoli. Uh, instead, they uh, cause the body to respond with a uh, net antioxidant response and net benefit. Uh, but the argument is, do we really need to do this to ourselves when we have all other uh, assorted other opportunities for hormetic stressors, namely a sprint workout, a plunge into cold water every morning, a visit to the sauna. These things all generate this hormetic response as well. And so back to the argument that we don't need or require these plants to get an antioxidant response, uh, it's a very strong argument. When you compare it to, and this is scientifically validated and widely agreed, that when our body is in a fasted state, that is when we operate with most effectiveness, most efficiently, the best anti-inflammatory uh, response you can get is to fast rather than to eat any special anti-inflammatory food. The best antioxidant response you can get is to be in a fasted state, even a state of starvation, when your body starts to upregulate all these hormonal and cellular and metabolic processes to run at maximum efficiency as a life or death survival mechanism. Remember, our ancestors did not have regular meals. They didn't have drive-through. They didn't have Amazon Prime two-hour home delivery. So they had to go and go and go and continue hunting and gathering and whatever they needed to do to survive with peak cognitive and physical function without food for long periods of time. So when you are starving, fasting, you are upregulating all these wonderful internal processes, antioxidant production, the master antioxidant known as glutathione is produced internally in high amounts when you're fasted. 
It's better than the acai bowl from the corner juice bar or the juice concoction or the pills or the pomegranate juice or all the antioxidant superstars that are uh, purportedly in the diet. They don't hold a candle to fasting. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeballs, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near for red light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes. And there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period and a special 5% discount for BRAD podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlight, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. Hey, ladies. You may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function, and maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for Her. As with the male Gaines Wave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels. After a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gaines Wave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits. 
You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhanced pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. You visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. Our cellular repair processes are also upregulated when we're in a fasted state. You may have heard terms like autophagy. That's the natural internal cellular detoxification process. Apoptosis is the program death of dysfunctional and precancerous cells. So we have autophagy, apoptosis, all these great things are going on in the body when we're fasted. And in general, uh, one of the benefits of eating keto or eating low carb is when we're minimizing insulin production and the inflammation and oxidative stress that occurs when you have a high carb, high insulin producing diet, you're upregulating these wonderful cellular repair processes. So fasting being number one, and that's probably back to the carnivore experiment, my number one takeaway is that that's the foundation of healthy living, longevity, and everything else. And so to access the ability to fast frequently means that you become good at burning internal sources of energy like stored body fat, as well as ketones. If you're in the keto scene and your brain needs some energy, you transition over to ketone production when your carbohydrate intake is uh, minimize in the diet or you're engaging in long periods of fasting and all these wonderful processes keep you humming along. So by following a carnivore style pattern, obviously this is extremely low carbohydrate, uh, similar to keto uh, because the keto folks are regulating their intake of the plant matter that can uh, contribute to their uh, carbohydrate limit of 50 grams a day, the widely touted. So carnivore is pretty much keto uh, in many ways, but not necessarily, especially if you're going in a uh, high protein carnivore pattern. Uh, a lot of protein can also uh, shut down ketone production in the liver, which uh, requires these uh, unique circumstances to, to happen, uh, including uh, the ketogenic uh, amino acids predominating. So a lot of protein will kind of put ketone production aside as an aside. Uh, but anyway, it's pretty much uh, similar in terms of uh, the metabolic processes that are occurring when you're uh, limiting your carbohydrate intake. So that was my big takeaway, that uh, fasting is uh, Trump's all. Of course, this is my understanding. I don't think this would be highly disputed that when you're in a fasted state, your body works most efficiently. Many, many experts say this. And so uh, my carnivore experiment sort of went hand in hand with not consuming any calories until 12 noon. You can listen to the Fatty Popcorn Boy Saga. That's the title of one of the podcasts and a blog article where I decided to tighten up my game, noticing that my indiscriminate intake of various uh, delicious foods and treat foods that started to become uh, routine foods uh, left me with uh, an opportunity to uh, go on a focused uh, uh, journey 
to drop some excess body fat. So I chronicle that well in some other shows. Hopefully you'll get some value out of that. Uh, but back to this, boy, did that make it easy to go into this mostly carnivore pattern and not spike insulin, not spike glucose with foods that were a little higher in carbs, but instead get these incre- extremely high satiety meals. When I'm making uh, ground beef mixed in with liver uh, with melted cheese on top and having that for lunch, maybe with a couple uh, egg yolks in there too, it's incredibly satisfying. It's incredibly nutrient dense, that, that that I just mentioned right there. And again, we're talking about nose to tail carnivore strategy. So we're getting our wild caught salmon. We're getting salmon eggs, one of my favorite little snacks to buy at the store. And of course, emphasizing the uh, highest quality sources of animal products. So we're talking about grass-fed beef entirely, uh, things like ground lamb, which is sourced from New Zealand, which is 100% grass-fed, and of course, upping your game uh, with the organ meats, especially liver, the superfood of the planet. That's also been a great takeaway, uh, plunging into the carnivore experiment and realizing just how important these organ meats are and how we have to really work hard to emphasize these in the diet at all times. Thank you, Brian Johnson at ancestralsupplements.com and Dr. Kate Shanahan touting the awesome benefits of liver. Brian's nickname is the Liver King. I've been highly influenced by him and Dr. Kate uh, trumping on me to get those organ meats going to the store and bravely going over to the butcher and saying, what's this? Can I try some of that tongue? Okay, how do I cook it? Look it up on the internet. Yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff. Chicken hearts and chicken liver actually taste pretty good. And I've grown uh, more and more accustomed uh, and appreciative of the taste of beef liver. And if you can't stomach it right now, do what I did, which was to uh, puree uh, the organ meats, if it was liver, uh, in with ground beef. And so you're making these burgers. Uh, I have a couple nice recipes in upcoming books, carnivore cooking for cool dudes and uh, keto cooking for cool dudes that uh, feature liver, but kind of masked in or blended in with burgers. So it's not going to, um, it's not going to disturb anybody, even if they profess not to be an organ meat fan. I was served some tongue and tripe at a uh, carnitas gathering, a street gathering in Lake Tahoe. How fun was that? So I was chowing on tongue and it is lengua, they call it at the carniceria, one of the most delicious meats you can get. So go down there, buy yourself a tongue, uh, stick it in the crock pot for 13 hours, and you will come out with a delicious addition uh, to your dietary game. And so easy to make too. So uh, hitting those checkpoints uh, with my carnivore experiment, which I will say was uh, very strict and intense for about three or four months, where I was really making a devoted effort to stay away from plant foods. That meant no nuts, uh, little to no vegetables, little to no fruits, I uh, was still leaking in my dark chocolate, which of course comes from a plant. So I was getting scolded for that by Dr. Saladino, who's in favor of living a radical life and being strict with these things and getting a good test. But of course, I wasn't suffering from autoimmune or inflammatory conditions. So I had the C&C diet, I guess you could call it carnivore and chocolate. And at times I would throw in things like uh, sun-dried tomatoes and guacamole would find their way onto my plate at times. But my big transition was to not go out of my way to find vegetable matter to cook up and include in my diet. Same with the uh, salad habit as a centerpiece meal. I just put that aside for a while. Uh, and my super duper super nutrition green smoothie, which contained a lot of raw 
plant material in the form of raw kale, raw spinach, raw celery. And I'd make these big smoothies. You can see me on YouTube uh, preparing this wonderful concoction with a lot of supplements, uh, supplemental agents in there, like the creatine, like the organ meats from ancestral supplements, uh, MCT oil. And this was a go-to drink that was giving me a lot of nutrient density. But during this experiment, instead, I was fasting until noon and then going into these carnivore meals like eggs, uh, beef, grass-fed beef with the liver and what have you. So I have to report also that my digestive function was absolutely uh, stellar to the extent that it was completely unnoticeable. There was just absolutely never any uh, gas bloating, indigestion, and these occasional conditions that I will complain about uh, when I'm eating in a normal primal paleo ketogenic pattern, right? So these morning smoothies with a lot of green matter in there, uh, numerous times I would experience gas and bloating in the aftermath of drinking these nutrient-dense uh, bombers. And that's just part of uh, the, the reality is that it's difficult to digest uh, raw plant material. Uh, even nuts, some people have sensitivities to. And we can reference all these things on the list that are difficult to digest uh, as support or part of the carnivore story, realizing that, for example, we have to soak, sprout, and ferment uh, numerous plant foods, such as the legumes and the nuts, in order to make them edible. So we have to work really hard to get these things into an edible state. And then furthermore, we have to work really hard to break them down and utilize them for nutrition. Uh, for example, the beta carotene, the highly touted agent that comes in the uh, uh, orange and red foods like uh, sweet potatoes and carrots, uh, has to go through an elaborate process to be converted into the uh, fully formed source of vitamin A, that all-important vitamin A that uh, beta carotene eventually converts to. And in contrast, liver is a, a powerhouse source of fully formed vitamin A in the form called retinol. And Dr. Saladino references study that there's 21 units of beta carotene equaling one unit of uh, retinol. So when you have a little bit of liver in your diet, it's like eating a ton of plant matter to get the same benefit in the specific vitamin A example. And there's downstream examples of many kinds where the nutrition is more bioavailable in the animal state rather than in the plant kingdom uh, because our biology is similar to the animals and dissimilar to the plants. So all this stuff going through my mind, as I said on other shows, I was feeling guilty sitting there looking at my bowl of stir fry that I'd made for my family and been such a centerpiece for meals for many years. And it was a really uh, interesting journey to engage my critical thinking, give it a full and fair test and to see how it came out. And as you can learn from the Fatty Popcorn Boy uh, recording, I easily lost uh, seven pounds of excess body fat in three months. And that was due to the high dietary satiety of my carnivore-ish diet, uh, the lack of choice and decision fatigue and lack of necessary willpower because I just made the, uh, the designation or the distinction that I was going to do this. And so a lot of these foods were off the table, especially my uh, evening popcorn binges and uh, whatever else I was consuming a lot of nuts or whatever during the course of the day. So by narrowing your dietary choices, obviously temporarily, because we wouldn't want to miss out, miss out on the indulgent pleasures and luxuries and decadence of modern life. But by doing so, 
easily transitioned into uh, achieving a goal that is so esteemed and so frustrating for so many people. So another takeaway from carnivore is that I think this could be uh, one of the most powerful ways to reduce excess body fat, uh, of course, due to the uh, moderating of insulin production and the upregulating of fat metabolism, but also the uh, narrowly focused uh, choices so that you don't have that decision fatigue and that willpower. It's just going to be guaranteed success. Uh, you can only eat so many eggs or so many pounds of steak, right, where you're going to get completely full for a long time and by default consume fewer dietary calories overall without any of the struggling and suffering that you experience when you're doing a calorie restriction diet where you still have a sufficient level of carbs in there to spike blood sugar, get that sugar crash, that insulin, insulin release, and then uh, the propensity to go and eat food and quote unquote cheat on your diet or tailspin out of your diet. So I think that's a really powerful uh, argument for the validity of a carnivore strategy, not to mention uh, the test period if you have any uh, autoimmune or inflammatory conditions. And remember, when we started this primal thing uh, 11 years ago, Mark Sisson and I talking about ditching grains out of your diet, this was news to me. I didn't realize. I thought there was normal baseline and I felt fine and that gas, bloating, indigestion, uh, uh, afternoon blues, things like that were just normal and routine unavoidable parts of life. Until I eliminated grains from my diet, I just heard Mark Sisson on uh, a, a podcast talking about how his life absolutely transformed and that he'd actually suffered for 40 plus years due to the presence of grains in his diet. And he was highly sensitive. Uh, his digestive tract was highly sensitive to grains. He was torn apart and didn't even know it for most of his life until the day that he gave up grains. So now we're talking about, hey, why not try to give up plants for a short period of time and see how your body responds? And in my case, I guess my conclusion uh, would be that I don't feel like I was a sufferer uh, where I need to have a strict approach to this. And now as I'm uh, recording the show, I've purposely sort of uh, loosened my purse strings a little bit and not had this uh, strict approach where my food choices were narrow. And what's happening as I kind of naturally drift down this path, that's the nature of my experiment, right? Uh, I'm still not going out of my way looking for a lot of plant material to consume. Hey, I want to tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. 
everything you cook faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, there's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you. Of course, it's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. I'm so excited to introduce you to Paluva. This is a new zero-drop minimalist shoe with the distinctive five-toe design from my main man, Mark Sisson. Paluvas give you the most authentic barefoot-style experience, but with sufficient cushioning so you can use them for all manner of daily movement, especially walking and many other fitness and athletic activities. Paluvas are also incredibly stylish, so you get a barefoot shoe that you're not embarrassed to wear around in daily life. It's been so cool to see the popularity of minimalist shoes grow over the recent years, but Paluvas are a step ahead of every other zero-drop wide-box shoe because of the critical feature of individual five-toe articulation, a separate slot for each of your toes. This allows for correct dynamic movement of the foot through the walking or running stride, which is impossible when your toes are encased into a single box, even a wide box. Well, you might know that minimalist shoes have faced controversy in recent years for causing injuries from inappropriate use. So here is the big picture mission. We want to get you walking in paluvas, living in your paluvas, going barefoot in your home or other safe areas as often as possible. Go ahead and use your specialized cushiony running shoes or your basketball shoes, work boots, high heels, things that you want to wear when you want to wear them, but wear your Paluvas as much as possible to reawaken the natural functionality of the human foot to stand, walk, run, and perform. Do you want to try a pair? I'm certain that when you put them on and walk around, you are going to quickly realize that these are the most comfortable, natural shoes that you've ever worn. They are designed to feel like you're, quote, walking barefoot on a putting green please visit paluva.com, that's P-E-L-U-V-A, and use the code BRADPODCAST and get 10% off your first pair. Paluvas, let your feet be feet. I'm fasting and uh, much easier going for longer periods of time without needing meals and snacks, such as a handful of macadamia nuts or uh, a smear of almond butter onto a celery stock or things like that. This just because these meals are so satisfying and so nutrient dense. I mean, look at a plate. If you're eating in nose to tail carnivore pattern, there is no wasted space. There is no fluff. There is no scoop of rice that has minimal nutritional value and is only giving you calories, macronutrients. It's a micronutrient rich diet and it satisfies at a different level than a diet with a lot of bulk in there, uh, especially uh, grains and sugars, of course, as we know. So another interesting observation as I drift back into uh, a less extreme dietary experiment is I've kind of flip-flopped my preference for fruit 
instead of vegetables. So for 11 years, starting with the dawn, uh, the emergence of the primal paleo movement, we were told that vegetables are the uh, foundation of a healthy diet and watch out for that fruit intake because it's a lot of sugar and we can definitely overdo it in this day and age, especially with the year-round availability of fruit. So easy on the fruit, easy on the fruit. And actually what I've done is kind of uh, gone easy on the vegetables, right? Partly due to that uh, occasional digestive distress that I experience from uh, concentrating the vegetables into the smoothie. And secondly, because it's the uh, seasonal ripening time for the best fruits like berries here in the, um, uh, the, the Western United States. So they're there, they're in good shape, they're super ripe. I anticipate, uh, again, not consuming any fruits in the wintertime. Dr. David Perlmutter, uh, popular author, expert, Grain Brain and other books, uh, says flat out, don't eat fruit in the winter. Our bodies are not genetically adapted to that. And it's just sugar. And winter is a time where we uh, would naturally reduce carbohydrate intake to align with our genetics and our circadian rhythm. And certainly the fruit is of vastly inferior quality. So I want to be a fruit snob like I am as a dark chocolate snob and just get the very finest uh, fruit during their natural ripening seasons in my area. How's that sound? So I'm going hard for the berries, uh, introducing some of the other fruits that are uh, ranked lower, like the tropical fruits, just for fun, because papayas taste pretty good in uh, uh, full-fat Greek yogurt, uh, also allowable on carnivore, of course. And uh, the rationale here uh, that Dr. Saladino explained very nicely on our podcast was that fruits are the least defensible part of the plant. It's the final offering of the plant. So the plant doesn't care if you pick the fruit off and go eat it. In contrast, the seed, the original essential life force of all plants, is the most defensible part of the plant. So it has the highest levels of antigens, anti-nutrients contained in the seed. And that was a funny one when Paul Saladino was talking to Ben Greenfield on Ben's show. And Ben's like, uh, so this kilogram of broccoli seed sprouts that I have in my freezer, are you telling me that's the absolute worst thing I can eat? Absolutely. Uh, because we've been told that the seeds, uh, sulforaphane that's contained in the broccoli stalks, you hear Dr. Rhonda Patrick talking about that, that this has the highest antioxidant values and anti-aging properties because it's the essential life force of the plant. So this is sort of a counterpoint where, yeah, go ahead, the fruit's okay. Uh, very minimal amounts of lectins, phytates, uh, the, the anti-nutrients that we're familiar with. Maybe zero, I'm not sure. Uh, but most people don't have fruit allergies. Raise your hand if you know a lot of people with fruit allergies vis-a-vis allergies to uh, the uh, other members of the plant family, such as the assorted vegetables, especially the uh, nuts, legumes, things like that. I know, man, a lot to think about, a lot to think about. So I'll leave you with all that. And you know what? It's not a bad idea to engage in critical thinking now and then, to challenge your fixed beliefs now and then, to open your mind to new information. And that's basically what this carnivore movement is all about. And I can envision uh, the long-term uh, significance here that I'm going to uh, make a considered effort to consume more organ meats uh, for the rest of my life, being that these are up there as the highest ranked, most nutrient dense foods on the planet. 
and possibly uh, fewer vegetables. Although when you eliminate them and then you let them leak back, you realize that uh, there's some taste value and uh, they you can actually enjoy a well-prepared vegetable meal. So I will acknowledge that. But what's funny is like when you're sitting there looking at your bowl of broccoli and now going through my mind is, wow, could this stuff not only be not super nutritious for me, but even be a, a, a net negative might be slightly bad for me. It changes my mentality when I dig into the broccoli because I've been programmed to think, wow, I'm being so healthy here with this bowl of vegetables that I'm eating. Uh, does that uh, contribute to the fact that I enjoy it? So that's a real challenge. That's a real mind F, isn't it? Uh, when you know you're looking at a bowl of ice cream, what if someone said ice cream has been determined to be the healthiest food on the planet? Hey, I think you're going to like it even more versus now when you're looking at something that's indulgent going, I know this is really bad for me and I'm just going to have a little and feel guilty after all those things get into your head besides the actual taste, uh, the literal uh, pleasure to the taste buds and the digestive process. Because remember, that stuff happens quickly and then it's gone. You swallow it and there goes the pleasure. So yeah, I'm tripping out about that stuff and it's an experiment in process. Uh, so just as a summary, here's the stuff that's kind of leaked in uh, more than anything else uh, that's in the plant kingdom. I love my avocado and guacamole, the sun-dried tomatoes, which I just learned are a powerhouse source of potassium. Of course, my beloved dark chocolate and also my kombucha, which uh, Dr. Saladino uh, shook his finger at too because, hey, it's a tea and tea is a plant and so it's not strict carnivore. But those are some of the stuff that's uh, getting back into the picture because mainly because I enjoy it, I would say. And then in terms of vegetables, absolutely. If I'm having a delicious omelet or sitting down to uh, ethnic food like Thai food or Japanese food, I'll have the seaweed salad. I'll have the avocado curry with assorted vegetables and deliciously prepared vegetable meals. Of course, I enjoy that uh, until further notice. Uh, when I have uh, unexplainable autoimmune and inflammatory conditions, you're right. This stuff is going to go out and I'm going to do a proper experiment. So if you're suffering, I would urge you to try it right now. Go to meatheals.com and embark on an experiment. And if you're not, uh, give it a, a little bit of an experiment, maybe not super strict, but try to emphasize those nose to tail animal foods, which we know are among the most nutritious foods on the planet. Thanks for listening. We'll check in later, of course, and get folks like Saladino back on the show. He's doing some fantastic work. So go check him out. Uh, and also Dr. Sean Baker and Zach Bitter have teamed up to do a podcast called Human Performance Outliers that I recently appeared on. Uh, Dr. Saladino's podcast is called Fundamental Health, and you will get some further exposure into this very interesting dietary trend. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves because they need to. Thanks for doing it. 
Here's a wild idea. How about eating some good, clean, delicious, sustainably raised meat instead of the nasty, trashy feedlot animals? The vast majority of our meat consumption. No wonder there's vegetarians and vegans out there. But look, wild idea buffalo is 100% grass-fed and finished meat. They roam on the open range as they have been for 130,000 years. This wonderful company is doing the best they can to give these animals a good life, harvest them in a humane manner. Check this out. 40 million cattle are slaughtered every year and pushed into the mainstream food supply. You've read books like Fast Food Nation with the disastrous health impact and consequences of this mess. And then, by contrast, 60,000 buffalo a year are harvested. Much more nutritional value, much better feeling deep inside when you order quality meat. Go to wildidea.com, order direct, they'll ship it to your house. It's delicious. You'll be a convert right away. There's nothing in the world like buffalo burger. Fantastic. Try it. 